Hello, Men of Valor, and welcome to episode 22 of the second season of the Men of Valor podcast. I am Jordan Loggins, and I am your host for this week's episode. Uh, we had a crazy week that kind of got away from us and had a lot of scheduling conflicts, so I'm going to be flying solo um, this week as we wrap up our month of spiritual disciplines. I'm um, excited to talk about this topic tonight. Um, it is one that um, has had a huge impact on my spiritual growth and my development. And so I'm, I'm excited to uh, jump into it a little bit this evening with you guys. Um, it is not one that I will be very long winded on because I think it's kind of straight to the point. Um, but I'm hoping it is one that as we kind of talk about it a little bit, uh, will have an impact in your life. And that if it's something that you are not utilizing, that uh, you'll start and maybe you'll have, you'll see some of the same benefits that I have um, in my spiritual walk. So we'll jump into some announcements at the end, uh, but for now, let's get after it. This is the Men of Valor podcast. We exist to help men grow as disciples of Jesus. Welcome to season two. We're glad you're here. Let me tell you, I once was a sinner, but I am no longer a sinner. I am a saint. I am a son of the living God most high. Go home, embrace your wife with no expectations, and tell her that you love her. And ask her, how can I lead you? Tell me what you need. Be transparent, be open, be honest. But if we arm ourselves and we never use what we have, that's useless. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Here are your hosts, Travis Watson, Eric Stewart, Jordan Loggins, and Randall Ballou. Let's get after it. All right, guys, welcome back to season two, episode 22. Um, again, I am Jordan Loggins and got to discuss last week um, the idea of meditation with Mr. Eric Stewart, fire breather himself. Um, just had an awesome time discussing that topic. And I think that one, and we hinted at it uh, several times in last week's episode, um, referring to this week's, um, because I think meditation plays a huge role in uh, this week's topic. And one of the things that Eric kind of taught us last week is that meditation is an active process. And I think this week's topic blends right into that active meditation. And so this week we're going to be talking about journaling as a spiritual discipline and journaling is something that in the last um, about six years now has played a large role in my personal growth. Um, I, I would accredit it as probably the biggest uh, area of growth in my spiritual walk um, and an area that has really deepened my relationship with God, my understanding of his word, uh, my retention of his word. And so we're going to discuss just a, a few uh, points this evening um, that um, journaling helps with. Uh, there's there's three areas that I'm specifically going to be talking about uh, when it comes to journaling and how it helps with the brain, how it helps with uh, our understanding of scripture. And then I'm going to give you my method for journal. Uh, I've got a particular method that I use uh that way I've, I've got a plan every time I sit down to study God's word. 
And I'm hoping that this sparks some conversation and you guys share ideas that you have for uh, ways that you journal and uh, can share that with maybe our paying community. So other guys can, you know, if the method that I've got uh, doesn't, isn't up um, kind of something you would want to try out that you would see some other recommendations um, of some other journaling methods. So you guys can try those and find something that's going to help you out. So the the number one thing, and this has been very true in my life, that journaling does is it helps with our memory and our retention when it comes to scripture. Um, I saw this play out in my life in pharmacy school, the the four years I was in pharmacy school when I first started in 2011, my first year there, um, I bought my first iPad. And I went into pharmacy school with the intention of using it for a lot of my note taking. We got the little Bluetooth keyboard adapter for it. And the first I guess probably three or four weeks of pharmacy school. That was my primary source of note taking uh, in all of my classes. I would just top up my notes and save right there on my iPad in the app that I was using. And going into that first round of tests, I noticed when I was studying a lot of lack of retention of the material that had been taught in class. I, I felt like I was really struggling working myself through some of our study guides and things to have the answers and I was having to go back to the textbooks far more often than I ever had at any point in college and high school. And I connected that to the iPad versus the traditional way of taking notes that I'd always done, which was paper and pencil. Um, and I made that switch back to paper and pencil and I ended up graduating. So I decided, all right, and still practice in pharmacy. So uh, I don't know why I never made the connection until much later in 2018 is when I really started journaling as um, a spiritual discipline and using that for how I, I do my Bible study time. I had never really done that prior. I, I had taken some notes kind of here and there. I had written stuff in the, uh, in my Bible, you know, out in the, uh, the edges, scripture jumps out to me. I'll highlight it and I'll write a little note or a question or something that sparks um, some conversation for myself but I had never really had a journal per se where every time I'm, I'm reading scripture or walking through some sort of study, um, I had never done that. But in 2018, Eric brought this uh, journal method that I use today to our church and I started using it. And I just noticed my understanding, my retention, my memory of scriptures just dramatically improving. And so that's something I've, I continue to use. I've got a pile of notebooks that I've filled out over the last six years. Um, as I've worked through our different discipleship groups and things like that. Um, so I've thoroughly enjoyed that. And that will be my, my biggest challenge to you guys is try this out, try, find you a journaling method, find you a, a journal, a, a pen, uh, pencil, something to keep it with you at all times. Mine goes with me to every church service, um, any kind of conference that we go to. Uh, I'm, taking my notebook with me. I'm writing my notes. You know, that you'll if you go to the top of my page, you'll see like the date and who preached the sermon if I'm at a, at a sermon, or you'll see the name of the book and the chapter that I'm reading. And I, I write down information there. Uh, I, I try to record as much as I can. And I've, I've noticed an extreme improvement in my ability to recall that information, to grow from that information, I mean, even in applying the information, you you know, you can't apply something if you don't remember it. And my retention of that stuff just seems to be a whole lot better when I'm writing it down on pen and paper. So that'd be my first thing is the the memory and retention improvement that journaling offers. Uh, just huge impact. And guys, you don't have to write entire novels when we're talking about writing things. 
you can, I'll, I'll show you my, my process at the end. It's, it's four small steps. Um, sometimes it's only half a page and I, I may go through an entire chapter of the Bible and I get half a page of notes out of it, but it's the process. It's the actual taking the time to do it. That, uh, has the impact and i promise you just give it a try um but i'll just try it for two days you know make sure we're doing this you know, make it say hey for the month of march this is how i'm gonna do my bible study you know this podcast is dropping on february 29th fleet day um so making a challenge the month of march that you're going to journal your bible studies and see if you don't notice an improvement in your memory as well um the second thing that we notice with journaling is an improvement and mental and emotional health. And you're like, how the heck is journaling going to help my mental and emotional health? Well, when you're journaling, you are much more apt to read the scriptures and allow them to speak into your current circumstances in life. Um, so when you, you know, say we're reading um, scriptures on unforgiveness, and, and and being for and offering forgiveness and that kind of stuff, but you're harboring some unforgiveness in your life uh, that has crept into your life like a cancer and is just being very toxic and disruptive. When you're sitting down and you're taking these notes about God's calling us to um, offer forgiveness and give forgiveness and not harbor unforgiveness in our lives, you're going to process through that unforgiveness that has been causing that turmoil in your life. You're going to begin to deal with it instead of bearing it like so many of us men like to do, right? Like we like to take all these emotions and shove them down deep and never face them and never deal with them. It's a problem. That is a major disruptor to your mental and emotional well-being. And so when you're taking time to journal, taking time to look at these topics and dive deep into these topics and allow that scripture to speak directly into the issues that you're facing in the here and now, you're going to see giant improvements in your mental and emotional health. Um, and we noticed uh, that science is coming out now that shows that people who journal, and this isn't even description, this is journaling period, um, during the pandemic when mental and emotional health issues were at an all-time high, those who were journaling, those who were writing stuff down and working through stuff were in a much better place than those who did not. Uh, and I can definitely tell you that that applied my life. You know, that was a you know, 2020 was probably the craziest year that most of us have experienced. And I know when I was, I, I, I could probably go find my, my journals from that year. And when you start looking at April and May and June, when the unknowns and the craziness, all that stuff was happening, those thoughts were going down on, on my paper for me. I was able to process through and, um, write them down and think about these things and talk them through with my, my bride and talk them through with my friends. And, and those things made them into my journal. And when you have a resource that is allowing you to process things through, such as a journal, you're going to be able to deal with things much, much better. Um, I should get a Floyd Hogan on here. Let's talk about the psychological impacts and that kind of stuff. He's our expert in that area um, and would love to pick his brain one day about it specifically. But I know there are major psychological benefits there in, in dealing with those kind of things. Um, the third thing I'm going to talk about, this is going to seem a little weird, but I'm going to read a couple of quotes and read some stuff here. Uh, but the another major benefit of journaling is slowing down. We are in a society that has its foot on the pedal all the way to the floor 
all the time. Everything is give it to me now. How fast can I go? How fast can I get it? Three minutes at the drive-thru window is too long. I need my fat food faster than that. Um, and it is creating a really unhealthy world. Um, I want to read you this quote that I was reading uh, when I was kind of studying for this. And it said, if you only ate at drive-thrus or grabbed something when rushing out the door, you'd have an unhealthy relationship with food. If you only spoke to your spouse in the last few minutes of every day, you'd have an unhealthy relationship with your partner. We need unrushed time with God an unhurried margin where we can write down and retain how his spirit ministers through his word. When you're rushing through God's word, when you're rushing through scriptures, you're going to miss huge key points in the verses. There is so much depth to the scriptures that God has intended to speak into our lives, to grow us, to develop us, to raise us up, to be true men of valor. And when we're rushing through those and not slowing down and taking the time to really process it, we are missing the intent of his word, and we're not able to properly apply it in our lives. The more heard we are, the less we are going to focus. And the less we're focused, the less receptive we're going to be to God's spirit working through us with his word. And that, that's just a huge issue, guys. If we are not allowing his primary vessel, his word, his written word to speak into our lives and guide us, then how do we ever expect to be obedient to him? A lot of us don't know much scripture at all. Uh, I think scriptural, there's a major ignorance of the word is the way we're going to put it. An ignorance to God's word. You have so many people that are struggling with finding their path that God's called them to and, and this and that and the other, but they've never even taken time to break open his word to try to seek it out. Or they've rushed through the, the reading so quickly just so they can check it off, you know. Hey, I've got my Bible reading this morning. I've got to read John chapter two and you fly through it in two and a half minutes. And then you close up your Bible. Nope. Check that off today. Now tell me the next morning, anything that was said in John two, the chances of you remembering it are very slim. When we slow down one, you're going to remember two, there's actually a chance for that word to speak into your life and have the impact that it's meant to have. So, guys, if if I if you get nothing else out of this, when you're going through that Bible time, the first and foremost is not to get in a rush. Um, I know for me, uh, the rushing used to come because of lack of uh, planning. Um, I wasn't setting my alarm clock early enough in the mornings, and so I would get up and I'd have you know, 20, 30 minutes to get through my Bible study, and I had to get it through because I had to start getting ready for work. But I started setting that alarm clock back a little bit earlier, giving myself time to get up and really have time to get down to the word. Huge impact. Started having a massive impact on my life and allowing the word to actually work the way it's supposed to. So it's just a few areas where you can see journaling have an impact in your life. Um, and so now I'm going to kind of jump over into uh, my personal uh, method for journaling. This is something uh, it is from uh, a thing called Replicate. Um, and it's called a here journal here, H E A R journal. And it is something that Eric brought to our church as part of our discipleship groups. And I fell in love with this method and it has become my primary uh, way I process through, uh, scripture. And when I, especially when I'm doing my, um, intentional daily Bible study, this is how I process through and allow God's word to speak to me. Um, sometimes it's, it, it's shorter than others. Sometimes I'm, three or four pages long because this it just gets so much depth 
Uh, the here journal, each letter stands for a, a different part of the process. And so the H in here stands for highlight. And what you're doing is, so say, you know, let's go back to say John 2 is what you're reading for the day. And I'm reading through John 2, and I'm looking for a verse or a couple of verses that jump out to me to highlight out of the scripture. So something that's speaking to me in my life right now. And I'm going to highlight that verse. And I'm all, when I'm writing this down, I'm going to include the name of the book, the, the passage of scripture, you know, whether it's John 2, verse 7, that's going to be there. Um, and then I'm going to write some sort of title. I'm going to write something that kind of describes what this scripture means to me in that day. So, you know, I mentioned earlier, talk about maybe you're studying forgiveness. And so I'd write John 2, verse 7, forgiveness. And so that's kind of how I highlight. And I will almost always, unless I pick seven, eight verses, I will more often than not write the verse out. Again, pencil, pencil and paper, writing it down, that memory, that retention. Uh, you know, I might not be able to go back a month from then and quote John 2, verse 7 specifically. But I might can say, hey, I remember over in John 2 that it was talking about this. And that's what I've noticed probably the biggest in my life through this process is that ability to recall areas of the Bible where specific topics are being discussed. And so when I have a conversation with someone where I feel like that verse can have an impact in their life, I'm able to point them in the direction of that scripture to get them there, looking through it, digging into it themselves so that it can have an impact in their life. Um, so moving on. Second letter in here is E, the letter E as an elephant, and E stands for explain. Um, so we're going to explain what the text means. Um, and sometimes this is where I can really get to writing a lot. Uh, why was it written was the first thing that I tend to try to approach, you know, because context matters. And um, so we have to, why was it written and to whom it was written for? Those are things that you have to understand that you want to try to get down on paper. Because again, like I said, context matters. Um, you need to look, be looking at how it fits the verses before and after it. Uh, why did the Holy Spirit include it in this book? And what is he trying to communicate to us through this specific text? And so through your explanation, that, that could take so many different paths. Um, I can say my, my dear friend, Red Ludwig, is probably one of the best I've ever met um, and being some, in some deakers with him at uh, this explaining process. Uh, I could just sit back and listen to this dude explain scriptures all day long because of the depth. But my understanding of scripture has improved dramatically in this step uh, specifically because it forces me to go, all right, who was writing this book and where were they at when they were writing this part of the scripture? You know, was it Paul? Was it John? Was it Peter? Was it, you know, who was it? Why are they writing? What's the intent behind it? Um, really explaining that verse. And so then you move down to uh, what is often the difficult part of a here journal, and that's the A. And the A here is for apply. Um, when you when you get this verse, you can really step on your own toes. Because um, like earlier when we were talking, you know, if you're dealing with some unforgiveness in your heart, and the Bible verse that you're highlighting here in this here journal is on forgiveness. Well, that's going to be pretty obvious. Your application is I need to forgive somebody. Um, so how can this help me? What does it mean today? What is the application of this verse in my life? How, what kind of impact, what kind of change should this verse cause in my spiritual walk? What kind of growth 
should I see in myself? Uh, how can I be more Christ-like using this verse as an application in my daily walk? Uh, and sometimes this is is uh, tough. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit easier. And sometimes you're just like, I really don't know how to apply this verse. Like, I, I know what it means. I understand, but I don't really understand the application process of it. Um, and so not the easiest one uh, to walk through. Um, and it's one that I often take a little bit more time with because I don't want to just fly through this step. I want to be very intentional to think about the ways that this verse can actually have a impact in my spiritual world. And the last part of a here journal is the R and that is the response. Uh, so you, you have your apply, you know, how does this apply to my life? Well, your response is actually like creating a call to action. Like I, I know how this is supposed to apply and here's how I'm going to do it. Uh, there should be some sort of plan in place that your apply step actually happens. That's not always easy. Right? Like if, if, if your plan, if your apply was, I need to offer some forgiveness, well, then your respond is, well, here's how I'm going to offer that forgiveness. Here's the steps I'm going to take to do that. And that can be tough. Um, sometimes you don't want to, to do the respond part. Um, sometimes the response can be as simple as a prayer. Um, you, you know, you, you, you're walking through whatever it is and, and the response is, I need to pray to God and walk through the situation or I need to pray to God and seek counsel in this situation. Um, you may be looking for a change in mindset. So you're seeking other scriptures and God leads you down. Whatever that response looks like, it, it is your plan, your call to action, your next steps, if you will, um, for that particular scripture. Um, so that is that is the four steps of a here journal. It's highlight, explain, apply, and respond. That is the four steps that has completely transformed my personal journaling. Uh, but guys, there are dozens of other methods for uh, and styles and techniques and, uh, you know, whatever ways you want to find to journal. Uh, there's not a one size fits all type journaling technique. I'm hoping you guys will will jump into our band community, kind of break this down and offer up some other ideas of, well, you know, this is really what's worked for me or, you know, this hasn't worked for me, but this has uh, the more ideas we get out there, the more chances that uh, different guys are going to find methods that work well for them. The whole point is that we are taking the spiritual discipline and we're trying to grow closer to Christ, that we are using it to uh, improve our walk. We are using it to grow spiritually, and we are looking day by day more and more like true men of valor in our pursuit of the king. Um, so I know it's had a huge impact in my life. And I know this is a topic we will talk again. I've got a couple of guys lined up to talk about this one down the road um, and kind of give you their insight on how journaling has had a huge impact in their life as well. Um, so as I get ready to wrap up, guys, I know that wasn't long. I know that wasn't uh, the most complex topic we've ever discussed, but it's a pretty simple one. Take time to slow down, read your verses, and put your thoughts on paper. Um, I know some of you can be tempted to grab the iPad or top your notes up and that kind of stuff. But I really challenge you, take take one month, take the month of March, find you a, a notebook that where you can actually write this stuff down and see if you don't notice a considerable growth in your spiritual walk during that month of March, during that just 30 days. That's all I'm asking, 30-day challenge to be more intentional with journaling your Bible study. Um, 
few announcements. Uh, if you were listening to this on the day it drops, it is February 29th. That means tomorrow, March 1st, the price for our 2024 MOV conference is jumping. Uh, it'll be going from $40 to $60 for the conference, $80 for the combo of conference and the T-shirt. Uh, guys, we are begging you guys to get signed up and come to that event. You know, us executives, we're obviously going to be biased. We love our conference. Um, we love all the, the incredible men that we get to see face-to-face and spend time with over those couple of days. Um, but the feedback we get from you guys each and every year is that the conference is just different. And we are just trying to be obedient to God and how he would lead us and trying to bring you all as much incredible content as possible that's going to challenge you, that's going to lead you, that's going to produce a man who is closer to God when he leaves that conference than when he showed up. Um, so if you've never been, guys, I challenge you, make it a point to come and join us in August. Uh, start saving now, setting that money aside. We try to keep it as affordable as possible. A lot of the costs are out of our hand, but I promise you with the the food being on site, your stay being on site, you literally could show up on Thursday, park your vehicle. You don't have to leave until Saturday uh, when the conference dismisses. You're not going to find this this good of a deal anywhere else at any other conference that's going to give you the level of content that we're going to offer and intentional time with other guys to sit and grow and fellowship um, and create friendships that will last a lifetime with men from all over this country. I think we're at 35 or 36 states that are going to be coming this year already. Um, and just excited to see those numbers continue to grow. Um, always check out our website, uh, movministries.org. If you're hopping on there now, you're going to be seeing some new links. Um, Randall and the team have been coming up with some incredible new T-shirt designs and some new MOV swag. Um, so y'all go check that out through our new store that is linked through our website. Um, I know I've got to get on there like ASAP and get some stuff ordered because they put out too many cool new designs. So I'll be getting on them myself. And um, always join us for Man Up Mondays on Mondays. Love to have you guys on there and discussing, kicking off our weeks uh, with time in the scriptures. And if I don't see you on Man Up Monday or see you on the band app, we will catch you on the next episode. You guys go and have a great week. And as always, light it up for the king. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and that you will continue to join us on this journey to make disciples of men. Be sure to check out our social media outlets as well as movministries.org for any information. And be sure to join our digital men's community. Hey guys, we wanted to let you know that Men of Valor podcast is proud to partner and be a part of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast network. You can find their podcast and many other great podcasts by going to rfpnetwork.org. We would love for you to go and check them out as well. Hey, keep fighting, win today, and as always, go light it up for the king.